Yes, so th this is Adam Battersby of Pro Batter Sports, the world's best video pitching machines on the market. And also, if anyone wants more information, visit us on the web at probatter.com. And you guys have been listening to Pro Sports Podcasters, which has been a, a, a complete enjoyment, and I've loved every minute of it. So thank you for having me. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Colbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Are you ready to stay fit this winter? Get off the couch with Kettlebell Kickboxing Canada. Sign up now to their mobility and movement program. Use the code PSP15 to get 15% off the one-time purchase of the program. Then it's yours forever. No additional subscriptions or fees. The program is available worldwide. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the ProSource Podcast. I'm your co-host, Mr. Neil Spruce, and I'm joined by the talented Mr. Justin Williams. Justin, how are you doing today? I am living the dream. I just got an email from EB Games, or I guess GameStop, asking me if I've heard about the new Super Mario game that just came out. And I didn't. I didn't know one came out. So that's how my day is going. How about you? Hey, you learn something every day, don't you? There's always something. Yeah, I try to. <laughs> yeah. And um, we're going to learn a lot today. My, my day is good, by the way. And I'm looking forward to the rest <laughs> of today and the next 40 minutes or so, because we're going to chat to someone who's involved in the sport that I have a very keen interest in, uh, baseball, as it were. He is the founder and uh, the principal of Pro Batter. So we're going to find out more about the world of hitting. It is Mr. Adam Battersby. Batter by name and Batter by um, invention. Mm -hmm. Correct. <laughs> Pleasure <laughs> to have you on. Uh, we're doing good up here in Canada. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. We're, we're down here in Connecticut, but uh, like, like we talked about before, but yeah, everything's good down here. Very good. Very good. So Adam, tell us a little bit more about yourself and share with our listeners how the, the pro batter concept came about. Yeah, so basically what ProBatter Sports is, is we make video pitching machines for baseball, softball, and cricket. And what that is, is we put a video screen in front of a, a baseball, softball, or cricket uh, pitching or bowling machine. And it shows a whole video windup of either the, the pitcher um, or the bowler, you know, <clears throat> run up or wind up before the ball comes out of a hole in the video screen. Um, so it's the closest thing to real live um, batting that you can do. And um, the different machines, some of them have a big color touchscreen. So whatever delivery or pitch you want, whatever speed you want, whatever location you want, uh, you could get it all from that touchscreen. You get righties, lefties, um, you know, little leaguers, uh, um, you know, older guys, minor leaguers, uh, basically whatever you want, you can get. Um, so it's really a high-end trading tool. And um, we sell to basically everyone from major league baseball teams down to little leagues. So, so we sell all, you know, to all different age groups. Uh, we also do high end training as well as just entertainment, you know, for like, um, like family entertainment centers and stuff like that. So, so we really do it all. 
Nice one. Now, yeah. now being in Connecticut, is there an MLB team that you're a fan of? Yes, it's kind of funny. So I was born in New York or Long Island. I uh, grew up as a Mets and a New York Giants fan, and I did a complete 180 to the New York Jets and the uh, Yankees. <laughs> but in in this area, there's a lot of um, you know Mets and Red Sox and Yankees fans, so it's kind of a, a mixed bag. Indeed. Yes. But you, you did give the correct answer. You said you were a Yankee fan, so that's okay. <laughs> we can go ahead with the interview. I was concerned you were going to say Red Sox, and I thought we were no. going to cut things short because we have had a Red Sox <laughs> fan slip through, haven't we, Justin? Yeah, and it uh, still scars me to this day. I have nightmares. But Red Sox uh, did buy a machine, and so did Trot Nixon years back, so I, I can't be too mean to them. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. All right, well, we'll be nice for the purpose of this interview then. I, I must ask, have the Toronto Blue Jays purchased a machine? No, they did not. However, um, <clears throat> years back, we sold the machine to Dante Bichette for uh, Bo when he was growing up and Dante Jr. to use. So <clears throat> Dante had a, a hitting facility in the Orlando area. Uh, it was it was nice. It was a few lanes, um, you know, weightlifting equipment, uh, basically for their travel team. So they had a machine growing up. And uh, Dante, he's a great guy. I mean, he's really a, a, a hitting genius. I mean, he just he knows what he's doing. Uh, then when he became the hitting coach of the Rockies years after, he then bought a machine for the Rockies to use. And he just he, he knows the stuff, and, and it really shows with Bo. I mean, Bo's just doing great. Exactly. And I do remember when Bo came up and Dante was uh, spending time in and around the Blue Jays facility up yeah. here in Toronto. And you can definitely see the impact that he had, not only yeah. well at the time, but also the team as, as a whole. So, absolutely, I I do want to see how the, uh, not only Bo's career continues to evolve, but I want to see how Donnie Baseball, the the bench coach for the Blue Jays, the, the hitting extraordinaire for the Yankees as a player, he is he's essentially been given hitting duties for the Blue Jays in his expanded role, so that John Schneider, nice. the manager, can focus on the game management side of things. Yeah. How important is that to have like a, someone like him in, in the building for a team like the Blue Jays who, who pretty much struggled with hitting in 2023? I, I think it's great. I mean, right off the bat, he, you know, he's a huge name in baseball. So, you know, right off the bat, people or players are going to respect him. But also, I mean, look at that team. I mean, those players, you have all, you know, Vlad Jr. and Craig Biggio. And you just, I mean, you have all those fathers that, they're there to help as well, or, you know, they're available to help, I should say. I think Vlad Sr. is in Dominican most of the time, but I, I think it's great. I mean, they, they have a great team, and, and I think any added bonus uh, is going to help them because, you know, that's a, they're a strong team, and they have a good future. Indeed. Hopefully they don't squander it. Hopefully they get some runs. Uh, otherwise, Justin will be very upset in 2024. Right, Justin? I will cry many more tears, yes, many, many more tears. <laughs> As a Toronto fan base, I'm used to uh, metaphorical blue balls, if you will, of <laughs> championships. Except for the Raptors. That, that was good. But usually yeah, it's yeah, playoffs it and good. out. So I don't like being teased anymore. Anyways, moving forward. It's like being a Mets fan, kind of. Mm -hmm. right, uh, that's what I've been told. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I'm not the biggest knowledgeable person when it comes to baseball except for blue jays that's kind of like my little niche like i'll know everything about them from players averages all that fun stuff bring me anybody else i was like don't know much about you unless you're going to face the jays coming up i'm very ignorant 
when it comes. But there's just a lot of sports to watch. So there, there I pick are. and choose my there battles. Are. Let's start from the uh, the conception of your company. Yes. How how did this actually get started? Because as an electrical engineer, I was looking over at your website going, this is freaking brilliant. Why didn't I think of this? This would have made my last practicum project so much better to work with. Please <laughs> explain to me why I'm dumb. Yeah, growing up, um, my dad built a batting cage in my backyard. Uh, he was always my coach and um, we had a two-wheel jugs machine. So basically we went in the backyard all the time and, and you know, he, he would he would pitch to me and, and you know, I'd hit him, I'd work my hitting, work my hitting. But the problem with a jugs machine or, or, or a lot of the, the, the current pitch machines in the market is that, you know, the coach holds a ball up, puts it in the machine. Sometimes it goes through smoothly. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you can't get your timing right. So it's that's why pitch machines have kind of a bad rap because it's hard to get your load and your timing and all that stuff. So basically my father was like, he's a, he's a patent attorney by trade. So he has, you know, a a mechanical background or, you know, a technical background. So he's like, you know what? I want to come up with a pitch machine that, that basically is, well, it's programmable and self-fed and all that stuff. Because another problem with that is that when you go from a fastball to a curveball, you have to adjust the dials on the machine, which adjust the wheel speeds then tilt the machine for the curveball and then test pitches. So you know what's coming. You know it's a curveball is coming. You don't learn how to hit it. You just learn where to put your bat to hit it. So basically, fastballs I can hit all day long. Curveballs always gave me the problem. So, and he knew that. So he said, you know what? You know, we're going to make this programmable pitch machine that has a whole database. So you can go from a fastball to a curveball to a slider to a cutter without the batter knowing, you know, without turning dials. It's going to be all computer controlled. And then we took a step further and said, you know what? We got to put a video screen in front of it to show the whole windup because of the timing aspect, right? So the, the batter can really properly time the pitch coming out, load properly, and then really, you know, get into the ball. So that that's that's why it, that's that's how it came out. And then about oh, I'd say about eight engineers later, <laughs> we finally got to uh, <laughs> where we are now, and a lot of money, and investment money too. It, it was definitely a lot more than we thought. Uh, but it's 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 been a it's been a fun ride. I mean, it really has been. We've been around for almost twenty five years now. I uh, met some really cool people, you know. So it's 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 definitely been an enjoyable ride. It seems like it's been a very expensively fun ride. So hopefully, you <laughs> yes. enjoy the highs and the lows. Now, yes. maybe this might be a bit too technical of a question. We might lose our fans for this. But what program are you running? Like coding program for this? Uh, we, we, we have all our software guys do that, but they say they wrote, you know, a special program for our, our machine. I can get back to you with the exact program though. I got to ask the software guys. Yeah. I'm sitting there. I'm like, is this Python? I don't, this definitely isn't Java. I don't think it would be. It's probably got some machine language as I'm watching your videos. I'm like, how is it switching so quickly though? And I was yeah. like, it's gotta be on some time. I don't know. So I'm sitting there and I'm overanalyzing it entirely. And it's going <laughs> to bore the fans if I keep asking you those questions. So we're going to kind of move on from that in the yeah. developmental stage of, of all this. And you got pictures. How'd you choose the pictures for your screens? Were they at random? Did you like hire some people who kind of knew how to pitch and you're like, all right, guys, we're going to film you. Like what happened? How'd this happen? Yeah. So we initially went to some high school pictures in my hometown. There you go. Which was cool and all, but, you know, some of the windups weren't that great. And then all of a sudden this, you know, 16-year-old kid's throwing 100-mile-an-hour fastballs, and it didn't really look that great. <laughs> so we said, you know what, why don't we go to – at the time we had a independent league team, um, you know, a couple of towns away. So we went to them, you know, threw their pictures, you know, a few bucks and uh, videoed them. 
And we got righties and lefties from the stretch for the full windup. We got some softball pitchers from uh, the Stratford Bracquettes. Um, actually, one of them was uh, pitched in the Italian, Italian Olympics and for Florida State. So she was stereotypical, you know, big, tall, um, you know, softball pitcher. So we got those. We got little leaguers. We try to look into getting major league pitchers, but the quotes we got from their agents were like just astronomical and it was, it just wasn't worth it. So, and also another thing is we sell machines to major league baseball. So no pitcher is going to want their image on our video screen because then other teams going to train against them before they hit them, they face them in a game. So oh, we stuck with the minor leaguers who were a lot easier to work with, a lot cheaper, and they still had great mechanics and, you know, great windups and all that. Uh, I feel like a way around this would be give them all masks. Be like, listen, <laughs> you're going to be Jason Voorhees and you're going to pitch a fastball all right there and just kind of give them a nudge. I don't know. Well, not against not against the rules. We could have done it four years ago when COVID was uh, was rampant and everyone's wearing masks. We could have done it that oh, way. Oh, even better. <laughs> but then it could be a political stance. Then you might not. Uh, yeah. Could have got too weird. Just stick with murderers. It's clearly easier. <laughs> murderers. In a way of developing another murderer's row. How about there you that? go. How oh, about I knew that? you were going to catch it. <laughs> 20, yep. Yeah, I caught it like uh, the Maggio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, i got to ask Adam, because you touched on fastball, curveball, and cutter. Yep. Now, in today's, well, in the last couple of seasons, we're hearing about sinkers and sliders. I'm not convinced these are genuinely new pitches. I feel like these are just variants of the aforementioned three. But mm-hmm. how are you able to adapt those those new styles of pitches into your programming? Yeah, absolutely. So the the baseball machine actually has ten different pitches. It has fastball, changeup, curveball, a second curveball, which is more of a twelve to six curveball, like a downward drop. Mm-hmm. Then there's a slider, a slurve, cutter, splinter, sinker, no cutter, splitter, sinker, two seam fastball. I think that's 10 right there. But, yeah, there's 10 total pitches. The only thing that we can't really throw or that we don't throw is a knuckleball just because our our machine is whatever zone you want it to throw to or whatever location you can throw to, and the the knuckleball just waffles all around. And for the pitch machine, you can get them, but they're not consistently knuckleballs. So we we just stay away from that one. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But but they're Uh, kind of fun to to watch. Right. Um, That reminds me, was it? Was it Randy Johnson that was a knuckleballer? Uh, Wakefield. He, well, Wakefield, that's Red Sox Wakefield, guy. That's, you know, just stay away from him. Yeah, he had a nasty knuckleball. Back Wasn't R.A. Dickey? Didn't he come back as a knuckleball pitcher too? He was a yeah, Blue Jays I, I That does ring a bell Like later on before um, he departed Toronto. Go off to the Mets. He might have. I think he added that to his arsenal. Yeah, I think later on in his career he did because his arm wasn't what it was and he could yeah. throw a nasty one. Oh, he, he could throw a very nasty one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, speaking of adding, has has Pro Batter been impacted or augmented by the, I guess, the, the age of AI that we're now in? Is that something that you've been able to utilize for Pro Batter at this point in time? It's funny because that's coming up more and more through some of the sales calls that, that we have, and they're asking about that. The answer right now is no, but it's something that is probably going to come about soon, you know, because that's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's new technology and, you know, we got to stay curtain. So, so I'm sure it's going to be something that we have to start exploring and maybe implementing. For 
for sure for sure I, I know I definitely gotta do some more uh, reading up and schooling up on the world of AI and really trying to leverage that for my and for for our purposes as purposes for good by the way I know Justin's <laughs> thinking that I'm gonna do something nefarious but I'm not <laughs> you're always up to no good which is why we're friends indeed <laughs> indeed keep me keep me close keep me close yes now one thing that's not close is the Asia Pacific region. Adam has is ProBatter expanded into Japan and Korea. There's strong baseball markets over there in East Asia. Yes. So years back, we sold the machine to Bobby Valentine, and then when he got the coaching job at in Japan, the Chibalati Marines, he then bought a machine for them, and uh, we were actually over there twice. Uh, that was a while back, though. But then we had um, we had a, a rep in South Korea who had a franchise over there and he bought probably about 35 or 40 machines in South Korea. So yeah, so that, that was, that was a good one. And then, but we, we, we sell worldwide. I mean, years back we came up with the cricket machine and we sell that, you know, Dubai, Australia, the UK, New Zealand. So that's all around. And that's kind of exciting for us because at the time when we started, we were all baseball people, you know, we, we didn't know about cricket or we knew about cricket, but, we never thought would be overseas in cricket. So it was really an exciting market that, that we were able to tap into. And, and I was able to learn about the sport. And some of those deliveries, are they're, they're pretty nasty. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. When you mentioned Jug's machine, it took my memory back. Because I, I grew up in Australia. So I remember mm-hmm. those days of Tuesdays and Thursday nights of cricket training. You'd, you'd feed the red balls into the Jug's machine. Yeah. And, yeah, you'd have your bucket on the side. And yeah. old mate will be smacking them at you so <laughs> yeah. yeah that's uh took me down memory lane there are there yeah. any clients in australia that i might know of uh there's a lot to share yeah there's southern cricket he's in perth he's uh he's a bigger one because he bought a machine years ago then he bought a second machine and he's been around for god maybe 15 20 years and it's been been a great customer and then cricket australia bought one machine, and then they came back to buy a second machine when they uh, they redid their facility. And then I think there's a few more smaller places in Australia. But yeah, I mean, it's, you know, yeah, we have a few over there. Nice. Well, I, I did grow up in Perth, so Southern, Southern Cricket does ring a bell, but Cricket is straight. You, you went straight to the top with them. That's like the national team. Uh, yes. Who, who are currently in the, the Men's Cricket World Cup final. And I guess you kind of answered my question for me, but Cricket is back in the Olympics, so I feel like you're going to get very busy over the next five to ten years, Mr. Battersby. Yeah, it, it's 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 growing in the States, too, because we never had any cricket sales in the States. They're all overseas. And then we had our first cricket sale um, in the U.S. It was actually uh, a home install. Some guy's building like a 20,000-square-foot house and putting it in his basement. Um, so that's, that's kind of cool. But then now there's more cricket facilities popping up in the U.S., so it's definitely expanding. So it's exciting, you know? It's Absolutely. such exciting. And uh, there is, for our listeners, the Men's T20 World Cup will be hosted by the United States and the West Indies in 2024. So, Adam, yeah. you might get a few more calls in the lead-up or in and around that. Definitely definitely That'd might be, be a busy summer for you. Yeah. I like busy. Busy is good. Busy is good. Right. Speaking of being busy, are you... You're the only company I know that does this, but has there been some type of competition? There has. So, yes, there has. So years ago, there was another company that came about. Um, 
was a small company. Basically, he worked out of his house for a while. We developed our own pitching machine. Uh, we're actually on our third generation machine. And he just simply had conversion kits for other manufacturers' machines. But he was a small company. Um, we also do conversion kits for like the Hack Attack and the Iron Mike. Um, mm-hmm. But we don't, I mean, we didn't really compete against him too much over the years. And then we found out he was infringing our patents. So, we, you know, we had a little bit of a lawsuit with him. But there's another guy out there. And then there's another company that popped up a few years ago. Uh, actually, I think it's a Canadian-based company that, they sold a few to Major League Baseball. I mean, they're they're really high end. It's like two hundred thousand dollars or three hundred thousand dollars, and I, I don't know. I mean, we sold for almost twenty five years now, and when we first came out, our machine was seventy five grand, and it was a hard sale at seventy five thousand. I mean, and and mm-hmm. if you're just relying on Major League Baseball, it, it's a tough sale. I mean, it's Major League Baseball is a very small market. The coaches, it's it's a tricky market. There's they always want a discount. The coaches. <laughs> Are big name guys, you know, um, it's, you know, you, they are stuck in their ways. Um, and also the turnover is great for coaches. So you could coach and you could teach one coach about the machine. And then next year he's gone. Another coach is in and, you know, some coaches just like soft toss or T work or, you know, and so it's a tough market, but, um, and, you know, so, you know, we'll see what happens with that company. I mean, I mean the commercial batting cage market and training center market, that's by far and away our biggest market. And no one's in, a, in that market just can't afford a two hundred or $300,000 pitching machine. Now, a bit of a dumber question. In, in Ontario, specifically in the Toronto area, we have a bunch of kind of play areas. So there's a place called Rec Room, Palladium. There's another one I'm thinking of. I can't remember. I want to say Barnes & Noble, but that's not it. Dave & Buster's. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so have any of your merchants been – like places as such as that. So kind of like yeah. drink and, Oh, you have awesome. Now with those, is it like a bit of a special machine? Like, I, I don't think they're going to be like, we want the full flat out one. Or they're just like, listen guys, you get like fastball and that's it. Yes. So we actually, uh, we got into a, uh, company called round one and it's very similar. They have uh, bowling alley, batting cages, arcades, you know, stuff like that. Yep. And we sold, I think about 20 machines to them so far over the past few years. And it's just a single pitch iron mic. You know, you, you, you put a quarter in or you swipe your card and you get straight fastballs and they have them at different speeds. So there's no curveballs, but you still get the video screen and the whole pitcher winding up. It's more like a, of a entertainment or like a date night kind of thing. But one of the issues they have, or like Dave and Buster's, is, is like a lot of them are in the malls now where yeah. they're, they, they, can't, they, they can't afford to have a 50 or 50 or 60 foot batting cage because, you know, with that much space, you can get like, you know, 30 games into it, all making a lot more money. So it has to be like a bigger footprint. But yeah, I mean, yeah, we do sell them. Interesting. Because I've never seen one in the areas which I've been like Southern Ontario. But I thought that'd be something spectacular to have, or at least something you kind of bring in almost like a museum. So it's like you bring in like this special kind of item for X amount of months. And it's like, okay, when this is gone, like we're not getting it back for a couple of years, come enjoy yeah so like a pop-up place kind of yeah like that's something i would definitely try to impress ladies with (laughs) i can hit this there's a a, a pun in there about that so i'm gonna leave that alone Uh (laughs) adam i'm gonna ask because justin's raised a very good uh thought uh trail here what about (laughs) because oakland have just been approved to relocate to vegas by the other owners in the league so what about 
in the stadium, like yeah, hitting experience in the stadium. Has that been something that's uh, you've been able to tap into? Yes. So we actually sold, I think, two machines to the Rockies for the concourse and two to the Braves. So it's you know basically you know like the fans come in, they want something to do, and you know their their kids will go hit when their parents watch or have a hot dog or a beer, you know, and uh, so yeah, we, we've done that. I kind of wish we we did more with it because there's also a lot of sponsorship opportunities at the major league stadiums because everyone advertises everywhere. I mean, like we, we approached Pepsi once and said, you know, have the Pepsi pro better challenge and, you know, put Pepsi all over a video screen, their logos, banners, and have them pay for it. And we could just install machines. The program didn't really work out as, as or take off like we hoped, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's that, that's a big market because it is a fun machine to hit against. Yeah. I've, I've seen the images and, that's definitely something I would want want to do, and in a place like Toronto and Canada at large, shout out to Saskatchewan. It it hey. gets cold, and you don't want to be outside from December through to March. But yeah. being able to exert yourself and get the juices flowing, especially for the aspiring players as well, to stay sharp with some of this, it's it's a great innovation. Yeah, and that's a busy time, <clears throat> the uh, the winter months because. It's really an indoor machine. Um, so basically, you know, and also people train in the off season to get ready for the baseball season. So the winter is definitely our busiest time of the year. And it's another thing too. I mean, kids, they have to burn some energy in the winter months or they're going to drive you nuts. <laughs> At least my kids do. But um, it, yeah, it's great. You know, it, it's great for that. Absolutely. Now, we're learning quite a bit. I know I am. Justin is probably learning a little bit too. I know he's a teacher, so... He knows quite a bit as it is, but Darn tootin'. Adam, I'm going to teach you something. I'm going to teach you and our listeners a little something, something, so be ready. A bit of a curveball coming at you. Did you know that baseball and cricket are the two sports in the world where the defense holds the ball? The only two sports in the world, by the way, where the defense holds the ball. Huh. Now you know. And given yeah, your business model, I, I feel like there's a, there's a tagline or a future slogan in there, but... You're the one that's got the successful business, so I'll let you run with that. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just ask questions. <laughs> now, further to that point, have you looked at golf by any chance? You know what? We haven't. Uh, there are a lot of different golf simulators out there. And we actually, we teamed up with one of them at one point to help sell each other's products because if you're like a multi-sport facility, you know, I mean, we could help sell their products and they can help sell ours, but some of those companies, I mean, they, some of those are bigger companies and I kind of wish we did because, well, for selfish reasons, because I, I love one for my house, but um, we never did. I, I, you know, again, I wish we did though. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah. So when I went through school, my first background in academia, I guess if you will, academia is electrical engineering, as mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. And in that we have to do what's called like a, Depends where you go. We didn't call it a practicum, but that's all I can think of right now. Culminating assignment, if you will, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Capstone, that's it. And we were allowed to work with a company on a project if they would bring us on. Okay. A couple of my buddies ended up working for a hospital with like an x-ray machine, this, that, and the other thing. I didn't offer that route. But is that something in which your company would consider doing, going to a university, finding a couple of engineers and being like, listen, you can work for us as a capstone kind of project or whatever it is to help us design the series four or whatever you guys would do. Is that like a route you would consider? Yeah. Yeah. We, we actually had before. So 
Uh, by our office, there, there are a few large universities. Uh, Yale is one of them, actually. Yale is only about 15 minutes away from us. But yeah, I mean, we have looked into it and we're definitely open to it. I mean, um, young workers have young, fresh ideas. Um, they're usually pretty cheap, which is, you know, a bonus, um, mm-hmm. but it helps them out. It helps us out. You know, it gives us an extra set of hands. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, we're definitely open to it. Good, because uh, as a student back in the day, a little bit of money, plus you get to work on something revolutionary. Yeah. And even be like, listen, we're going to put your name on it somewhere. Oh, oh, they would just they would just love that. Yeah. Plus, it's a fun machine. You know, it's baseball related. I mean, if you're a baseball fan, it's a fun machine. <laughs> You know, it's, you know, it, it, it's, it's cool and you can hit against it. You could help design it or help modify it to, to make it better or cheaper or more efficient or, you know, yeah. I mean, we're definitely open to it. That's it. Also yeah. make sure you go to a uh, local college and find some technicians because sometimes the engineers are good at designing, but they cannot put uh, those wires into the place they need. So, yes, yes. We, uh, good technicians are, are always good. And actually we just, um, we signed a deal earlier earlier this year to have Foxconn, um, the world's largest contract manufacturer, manufacture our machines now. So that's been it's been definitely helpful because instead of you know shipping everything and making it and building everything in our office, we can now just take an order, send it to them, and you know there's a huge company. I mean, they make the iPhone, they make the iPad, <clears throat> they have a whole team of workers, engineers, service. You know, so it's you know good good techs are, are definitely good. <laughs> I believe that's yes. in the Bible somewhere. Yeah, oh, they they help out because if a machine breaks and you have a customer that's a little upset, you know, a good tech can get that customer smiling again. So yeah. how does that work? So let's say something breaks down. Do you have yeah. techs kind of outsourced, or do you like ship uh, one of your techs over there? No. So when, when we first started, we we had a whole team of techs and service guys and engineers, and basically we 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 flew everywhere around the world and installed the machine and, you know, sometimes serviced it, you know, depending on, you know, the, the, the severity of the, of the machine. Mm-hmm. But then we, then we said, you know what, this is insanity. I mean, we had guys in the week, every single week, you know, they would kind of get a little cranky because they'd be away from their family. And another thing is, you know, finding someone young to travel, you can do it. Once they get married and have kids, it's a little harder to travel. You know, if you know, you're, you don't want your kid grow up. So then you have to kind of look for more people and then, so it got a little tricky. Then after COVID, when everything went to Zoom, basically, we said, you know what? Let's make the, the newer machine, the PX3, a self-installation machine. You know, we'll have a whole guide on how to install it. If they have any issues, we'll set up a Zoom call, get some eyes on it, help that way. Um, there's also uh, services around um, that you can post a job. I mean, this one website, there's tens of thousands of, of, of um, techs out there. So if you have, you know... A customer that's not hands-on, we can go on this website and within, say, half an hour, get, you know, three techs, go through them, and then pick one of them, and then they can go out there that day or the next day. Another thing is on-site computer repair people, we, we go to them sometimes as well. So instead of flying to Arizona, we can get an on-site computer tech there that same day. We can work with the tech, you know, get the customer out because sometimes they're not hands-on or sometimes they're just busy and they don't want to deal with it. And uh, that way, that's helped as well. So we can get the customer back up and running quickly. Beautiful. I love hearing the insides of a business work. Yeah, it's definitely helped. Yeah, and it's you're definitely very unassuming, like a very you're very humble, modest with your um, your reach with this project. Because yeah, you've you're, you're you're working with like some of the elite organizations in in these sports. 
and I'm going to take tip my cap to you, so it's uh, well, thank very you. well done. So, well, our our biggest customer isn't you know uh, the Dante Bichettes of the world. It's you know the uh, the the high school and college ball player who hit the ball 450 feet and was a stud athlete, and then they decide to open a training center because they know baseball. So we 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 deal with the whole range of customers, but but all of our customers, I mean, they've been they've been great to work with. So it's been a lot of fun in that that respect. Indeed. Just switch switch gears quickly. This journey likely hasn't come without some speed bumps or curveballs, if you will, pardon the pun. Yeah. How how did you, and I guess by extension, your your partners or those part of your team, how did you overcome that adversity to get? To where you are now well i'll tell you the biggest one the biggest one was covid we spent about a half million dollars to redesign a new machine it went great we launched it about a month later or two weeks later COVID hit and our biggest market is a commercial batting cage marker the gyms or training centers and they all shut down college baseball shut down major league baseball basically shut down and you know we also sell a lot to private installations like indiv- individuals their houses or you know like a warehouse they have for their, their their business and you know the market tanked so much they're you know it was down 30 percent. so these guys are like listen man i, I can't buy a thirty thousand dollar pitch machine you know when, when my portfolio is down 30 <laughs> percent. you know my wife will kill me so um you know that was that was hard we got through it though we uh you know we we just cut back got through it but then when COVID got better, it was a nightmare to get parts. So basically a lot of our major manufacturers, like our motor manufacturer and, you know, other, other manufacturers, like they, they just, they, our motor manufacturer, for example, you know, our, our motor is an off the shelf motor with seven different modifications to it. Right. So we buy just say a couple hundred a year. They stopped making those custom motors because their workshop staff went down 50%. So all they did was a major volume motors and, didn't include us. So we had to find new manufacturers. It was just a nightmare. The good news is, is that now we have five different motor companies. So if one's real busy, we can go to another one and get a great motor. And, you know, it's it's great in that respect. We have a lot more vendors now. We have um, a lot more great vendors, I should say. But it, it, it COVID was a struggle. And But luckily, a lot of people were very understanding about delays and, you know, because Everything was slow at the time. I mean, the car industry was slow. There were the chip shortages and all that stuff. So, so everyone was very understanding. But you know, we, we got through it. You gotta just, you gotta just grind through it. <laughs> yeah, Hope for the best. Exactly. Keep swinging, if you will. It's, yeah, keep uh, swinging for those fences. Right. Sometimes you miss. Sometimes you hit a bomb. Yeah, we love it when those bombs are hit. By the way, yes, I don't do. know if you know, but the Rogers Center is going through renovation. So, <laughs> I feel like they might have some room. Now that they've realigned the lower bowl, Mr. Mark Shapiro, he might have some room in there for a pro batter machine. That's like that's good to know. I'll mm-hmm. give him a call. Yeah, it's a $400 million fit out over oh, the wow. last two years. Yeah, he's not fooling around. He's, Major uh, League Baseball, I mean, the professional sports, they make so much money. It, it's really ridiculous. Right. So the, the, the TV deals are striking. I think the Dodgers signed like a $5 billion deal with Fox or one of the big networks. And it's just crazy. There's so much money there. Right. It's, a, it's amazing. So it is. Let, let me ask you this, because I imagine that the machine, that's probably benefited from an innovation like the, the pitch clock, because now hitting routines have been shaken up. Batters need to focus more on their routine. But what are your thoughts on the game as it is now 
versus when you started up for about 25 years ago? Well, that, the game has definitely changed. I mean, um, they're adapting to new technology. <clears throat> Way back when, when we came out, the machine was 75000 And these clubs are like, well, you know, why am I spending $75,000 on a pitch machine when the, I can get one that has all the different breaking pitches for $7,000? So you had to kind of convince them. I mean, the, the rumor I heard was that the radar gun took 20 years to be adapted in Major League Baseball. And before that, they used a stopwatch. And, and how they thought a stopwatch is better than you know radar gun is beyond me. But that's just the, the 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 that's just what I heard. But now it's all these different companies are coming out with like the analytics. Like the golf companies are coming out to to do baseball. So basically, what's really cool is that these analytic companies they they they, they measure exit velocity and you know how far the ball goes and the tra- trajectory and all this stuff and. It's cool systems, and when you when you link up that those systems with our pitching machine, it's like a huge golf simulator. It's it's really a cool setup. So um, they're really adapting to technology and realizing that it's that it's good. And and also these clubs now they're they're relying more on strength and speed and you know agility and all that stuff. I think a lot of it stemmed from the steroid period where the steroids it was there's pros and cons that era, but. Um, I think everyone agreed that everyone could hit the ball a lot further if they're, you know, they, they, you know, they worked out more and did more weight training and all that stuff. So it's definitely changed, but I mean, but, it, but it's also kind of the same. I mean, the, the pitch clock that came out, I kind of like that. I think that's uh that's a good thing for baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely made the game quicker. It's uh which is good for new fans and those who may not be familiar with the game. I like the, the bigger bases. We're seeing more, this, the return of the steel, the art of the steel is back in the game. Uh-huh. And getting rid of the shift. <laughs> I, yeah. I was not a fan of the shift. It was, I thought it was like, that was a little bit too much. But but you know what? If you're a major league baseball player and you can't go opposite field, like, I, I, you know, and you have the best coaches to teach you how to go opposite field, I think you got to kind of work on that. Absolutely. It is my two cents. I mean, I'm not a big fan of it, but. If everyone thinks you're going to pull the ball, you go opposite field, you're probably going to hit a double. So, you know, learn how to go opposite field, and I guess it's easier said than done, but still. Yeah, but it's like, you're right, it's like adding a new, it's like a pitcher adding a new pitch to their repertoire. It's, it's a, another level of weaponry, being able to yeah. be the team in all sides of the field. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's easier for me to say. I mean, I, I can't even hit a curveball. <laughs> so, you know, it's, I don't know. Curveballs aren't easy. Like, uh, as I say, no. coming from a cricket background, that's equivalent to a spin, like a off spin or like a yeah. certain type of leg spin delivery. And those are not fun. It, it, it appears to be slower, but when you slap it, <laughs> it's not fun when it ends up being a pop-out instead of, you know, being bonus runs. Yeah, yeah. And another system we came out with that we actually just turned into cricket, uh, I guess it was last year. We have a system called the Strikeout Pro, which shows a video image of a right-handed left-hand batter and a catcher. And as a, um, a pitcher or bowler, you throw into it, and it you know records your velocity, your accuracy, all that stuff. And we just got uh, cricket images for, for batsmen. So we put that on. It, it was really cool. So as a cricket bowler, you can throw into it and work on your, your, your bowling and your speed and all that stuff. I love it. I love it. I'm looking forward to that. As I said, cricket's back in the Olympics, so I'm sure that you know your phone is going to get hot in the next five to ten years. So it's That's a great. pleasure that you shared this with us, and we look forward to seeing the growth of Pro Batter and and, and your empire as it is.
Well, well, thank you. I look forward to it as well. So, Adam, give us a bold prediction. It could be in baseball. It could be in cricket. It could be in the world of hitting technology. Give us a bold prediction for the next year, for 2024. A bold prediction? If you wanted to say that the Yankees are going to trade for Juan Soto and get Shohei Otani, I'd be cool with that. That's cool. It's funny. I was just talking to a guy and <clears throat> an Angels fan today, and I asked him about it, and he was saying that he doesn't believe Otani's going to get traded because the stadium. There's so many Asians that go to the stadium now to watch him hit. It's like 30 percent Asian, and it's just the fans. I mean, they they just love him so much. But I don't think Soto's going to the Yankees. We'll see. I, I I wouldn't mind it. My bold prediction. Hmm. Well, I would love to say the New York Jets going to win the Super Bowl, but let's be honest here. That's not going to happen. It's it's, uh, a, it's a better than zero chance, but it's not going to happen <laughs> with Zach Wilson, no. No. Or, or, or that offensive line. Okay. I, I, I'm going to go with the Yankees win the, the World Series. Okay. Is Brian Cashman going to be the GM when they win? <laughs> that is a tough one, and he's my customer, so I'm not going to oh, say goodness. anything about oh, okay. that. Okay. Shout out to Brian Cashman. I'm... <laughs> Thank you for everything you've done. <laughs> Actually, that was one of the best meetings I had in my whole entire life. Uh, when I went to Yankee Stadium and I met with Brian Cashman, it, it was it was really a, a cool day. And uh, that's another reason why I went to the Yankees as a fan, because they bought five machines from us. So they you could say they bought me. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Yankees going out and buying everyone. <laughs> I love that. I love that they're, they're not only a team but also a client. That's a beautiful thing. Yes, that, that was that was that was a great sale. Uh, I remember that one very well. Fantastic. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on, Adam, and we much enjoyed your time. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience. Where no sport is left behind.